You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. You no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We're your host. I am editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer. It only goes by one name now. Jared. Hurricane Jared. Well, that means a lot of different things, Brian. Uh, you doing well, Brian? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am, I am doing good. Doing good. Brian, all right? All right? You all right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Good. good. <laughs> <laughs> we also have costume designer... Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Kristen, I feel like this movie was, was made for you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Kristen, please <laughs> tell me this was your favorite film of the year. <laughs> I enjoyed a lot of it, yeah. Come on, you know, you know, you, you enjoyed that open when she's coming in with a, what was it? Was it a newspaper, newspaper dress? That's really strange to me. I have a lot of questions about that because you, newspaper is not like fabric. And you would have to tape it together and then cut it back out because that was to make like yards of fabric because that was a very like the whole like the bodice was all pleated and she had like these like voluminous skirts. We're talking like four or five yards. Like typically if you're poor, which is I don't (laughs) you use like old bed sheets, not newspaper. She was she's creative. I was like low key wondering if um she was not loved and her parents had grounded her from like buying fabric and that and so she was resorting to using newspaper but that's not how it happened so i think they just did it because it looks cool but like it was so impractical i was very confused really i thought i thought it was cool I, yeah it was as, very cool as, i said it was cool yeah as, as, <laughs> as someone who knows nothing of fashion obviously um i, I thought the newspaper thing was cool because I, I on the, my first viewing i was like wow where'd she get newspaper fabric but it is it is actual newspaper yeah it's, it's actual newspaper english newspapers are stronger than americans that must be it 
the really European think- news. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little heavier. Um, <laughs> you ever think about uh, news? You ever think about newspapers? Uh, how uh, this is? This is uh, I thought I had earlier in the week because we don't have them anymore. But just think about the amount of trees it takes to make newspapers and 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 or just whatever that they use. Obviously, trees. Uh, and, and they go out, and you just read it once, and then it stacks over in the corner. Like, it's just the massive amount. So, good, good, good on the iPad. I don't know. Wait, doesn't that, like, uh, harm the environment in a different way because they have to make all those batteries and then dispose of them? Isn't it just, like, just as bad? But it saves the trees, Brian. It saves trees, Brian, which gives us more oxygen. But, wait, can't we just plant more fucking trees? I mean, hold up. <laughs> well, yes, there are tree farms dedicated to this. But <laughs> but there is also something about having that newspaper. and But also that shows that, you know, you, you just end up having newspapers lying around. They end up stacked in the corner, and then your daughter starts make, making clothes out of them. That's how it works. That are really quiet, though. Like, you don't you don't hear of Like, you would think if it was made out of newspaper, you'd be like... Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But no, it's just very quiet newspaper. It's like tissue paper. Tissue paper is very loud. I think... Ooh... Uh, I meant more I like tissue-like paper, like you know, like you blow your nose out of a tissue, like a Kleenex. There we go. That a Kleenex? I, or is that just a brand name? I don't know. What are we? I don't it even is know a brand name. <sighs> it is quieter than a newspaper. You're right. <laughs> I never thought about that being unpractical. It does look cool. <laughs> it looks very cool. <laughs> so whoever made it is like insanely talented <laughs> and has a lot of time on their hands. What do you think about uh, Ellie's designs as a dressmaker? Well, we didn't really see many of her designs. We saw her newspaper dress, which was outstanding. Uh, She wore a jumper on her first day of school, which was plain, but it seemed like fine. Like it seemed fine. It was a good thing. (laughs) And then we saw her designs at the end, right? Um, And uh, I thought the designs at the end were so shitty. I was like, yes, that was just like a first year fashion student. (laughs) They were so underwhelming. Uh, Yeah, I I was like, wow, those those are actually really bad. And they make the women look bad, like like, like they're just bloated looking. Or like it's weird how it kind of bloats out like a bell. (laughs) Well, that's what I think they were going for is they were going for that um, 60s. And it is kind of like a bell shape. Um, and then to make it modern for 2021, they like make it ugly. So that way <laughs> you know that it's. <laughs> well, it was the weird modern. strips they added on the top that were reflective. Oh, Those were so. I hate it. Okay, space hold on. Age. I can explain age. that. I can explain that. So when you run out of time and you're like, fuck it, I need this to be done. You take shit like that and you just slap it on there. <laughs> And that's what that was. Yeah, but it, it, it should be the same rule with lighting. It's always like when, when, uh, whatever you get over to the monitor, you just go and take off whatever the last light you added. Just just take that away because you don't need it. What, what are you, David Fincher? Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, be, I believe in that method now. She's probably doing it, honestly. She probably had those thick, ugly, whoever made that. We probably had those thick, ugly strips to hide their really bad seaming job. Oh, because they can't stitch. <laughs> and it's so funny because the whole time she's working on this very address that would be very difficult to make, especially it depends on how much experience you have, obviously. But generally speaking, that would be a difficult dress to make. And so to see her working on this difficult but beautiful dress and then like that being the end result i was like oh that sounds right yes that's exactly (laughs) how it would go if you're like a first year fashion student (laughs) yeah but the ending of that is very working title um 
I think if you if you have a movie made by these people, then you've got to have this ending, this happy ending with grandma standing there beaming, you know. Uh, well, is that a working title it? thing? I think it is, man. The production company that <laughs> the, made it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> what, are, what are the movies that are coming to mind it, that they did? I don't know, man. Just I, I don't know. Uh, just I, trust him, okay? All right, just okay. trust me. All right, all right, because right. It's, it's, one of, it's one of these hunches that I know I'm right. No, but anyways, uh, <laughs> it, it, it felt very like tacked on. And why were they making such a big fuss out of out of her? It seemed like it doesn't everybody who's part of the class get a get a showing at that thing. Yeah, but do you care about anybody else? Yeah, you don't care about anybody made? else. Oh yeah. no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, is everybody who's there was just like, wow, every you did so amazing. But like, I don't think Jacosta did. Jacosta was just like, eh, she, she, okay, she, cool. She, she gave her a little nod. It was I, I like the Jacosta. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah Jacosta gave her a little nod, like, "Good, good on you for not killing yourself." <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that uh, with her shot there. That uh, the mirror is reflecting uh, Miss Hurricane. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. It was cool. I did like a lot of the mirrors in this, and there are a lot too. Tons of them. I, you know, I, I don't know. That's the the whole theme of the movie is you know, re- not only reflections, but you know, uh, t- taking a. a Second look at our, ourselves and other people, but yeah, I, no, I, I like the, I like, uh, yeah, I like all the, the mirror shots. I think my favorite one's the what was it the uh, Cafe de Paris when they're coming down the circular stairs and they have the mirrors like all lined yeah. up and they go around. I I thought that was a great so most introduction the, did, to that set. Did you do any research and listen to Edgar Wright's all about talking about how those are done, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah I saw that video. I saw a little video anyway. I didn't see a video. Dang. They would just build a, a piece of the set. where All this part of the sets where the actors, other actors would not be reflecting. And that was green screen in the mirror world. He was saying this built, um, the thing I was listening to, he's saying that he, he that it was actually built set and there's no green screen going on. It's actually what you see is what you get. No, there's and green then, screen. And then, and then, well, maybe it's some, but it, it's talking about when they're like pantomiming with each other. At the beginning, and then uh, the the staircase is actual mocap. Is two two takes stitched together? Oh, is it? Yeah, except for except for the one where they had to run, where, where they ran out of, of the thing. It's like right before a little montage where they, they and they go back up the stairs, but it's really fast. That one was done on a dolly, uh, just replicating the the speed with two takes. I know that's how they did the dance number. Anna Taylor and. Um... Uh, Thomas and McKenzie are oh, dancing. Slip in and slip out. Yeah, that was just a that that was just a uh, what's that called a um, Texas switch. switch or Texas switch? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's yeah, that that's just camera trickery stuff, which is cool. Well, it, it is, and he I, I've I've seen some behind the scenes stuff where he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But dude, there's one time where it is a complete digital cut. I don't give a fuck what he says or anybody else, <laughs> but it literally goes around. There's nowhere for anybody to hide. It, it literally happened. You see them. Flip. Oh wait. No, no, no. He shot. explains how he does that. Yeah, he explains. Um, yeah, there's a cut there. Yeah. And the camera, the the guy that was on the what is it, the Steadicam? He's just replicating that move through muscle movie, and they were they they were able to cut that. Yeah, but the rest of it was all what yeah. the, the Texas camera. They they they, they did do a lot of in camera stuff, which is really neat. I mean, I think the movie looks great. It looks fantastic. Well, some of the CG ghosts at the end are a little, a little iffy. Well, I mean, everything they actually practically shot, and you know the CG stuff that is hid that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't involve monsters. I hey, think is great. I'm super impressed with like. There's some really neat stuff they did, like where the where there aren't mirrors, uh, but they're made to look like mirrors. They actually went in and added. 
you know, where she walks up at the very first time and, and they like touch fingers. Yeah. Um, there was no glass there. They actually touched fingers and then they, the dude, they went in and added the fingerprints and added the bevels and all the glass and all that kind of stuff. And it, it looks, uh, so I, the second watch I went in and like was studying that and it, it looks very clean. Really, really, really high quality work. I, I think I am with you though. I, the ghosts do look a little. I, t- I thought TV. they looked. Yeah, I thought they looked kind of cool at first, but the longer they're on screen, the longer I did not enjoy them. It feels like a Doctor Who villain. Oh, damn! That's not, and that's not. I'm no, that's not a slam. No, that's not a slam. No, that's a total slam, bro. That's a total slam. I knew exactly what you meant when you said. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Well, it, I, it, it just could be also just how the, the angels. I feel that, yeah. Um, how, how you just cut and they're all standing there and just their reactions. And, and, and I, one of the ghosts is um, Nick Frost, and I, it, he takes me out of the scene, and I hate that. Did you recognize him? Mm, man, no, I don't think I did. Was he the dude he's with the, the mustache? He's the fatter ghost. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's the guy with the mustache and he's had glasses yeah. on? Yeah, and, when, and when, when, when she like looks out at the end of the bed and... Uh, He's like right at the end of the bed, and he's like, "Help us!" and all that. Hmm. It's hard to not see him and, and think funny, <laughs> especially in a situation like that. Our faces are melting uncontrollably. Get the tuna. Actually, no, man. That that close up of the of the the, the triple mouthed one who's talking. I like I like that. I like the where you can actually see the the, the three mouths in line moving. It's had some creep creep factor to it. Yeah, it was all right. The uh, but the old lady was the was creepier than any of them. Yeah, there were some jump scares with the ghosts that were kind of like ah, you know, but um, lots of car jump scares in this one too. Oh, that one got but you. The, he jumped out of his seat when he saw this. I he did. screamed. I did. I did. I, I totally pulled a Brian. Like since, since Brian has uh, has, Brian. has no no since Brian has pulled the pin on the grenade of, of like screaming out in the theater, I think it's acceptable to do now. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm the first motherfucker to ever do that in the world. <laughs> <laughs> the shit I gotta put up with here. <sighs> Kristen, do you fucking yell in theaters when things get you get you all fright? You, you you let out a little. <sighs> no, I would never. Okay, that makes me feel like she's lying right now. <laughs> I don't know if she ever gets excited. <laughs> I don't think I ever have yells in a theater. No, I one time I got scared and I was holding. I had skittles and um, I jumped Ooh. and they all went flying up and landed all. Over. <laughs> all right, I've never done that. I've never thrown uh, candy I, in a theater. I didn't throw right. it. Exactly, but no, I don't <laughs> think I've ever yelled. All right, fair enough. I was at, uh, it, this was, let's see, uh, <laughs> this was the Truman Show with a with some people, and a dude threw a Butterfinger at the screen at the Wolf Chase Galleria and, like, left a big chocolate what? streak on the screen. And so the rest of the movie, I'm sitting there just angrily watching <laughs> with, like, chocolate on the screen. Wait, what? I mean, they're Why? employees for a reason, just... In case that ever happens again, <laughs> like in the middle of the movie, it was just like, ah, "Fuck the Truman Show!" I thought this was going to be funnier, and through actually, I, I think it was before the movie started, uh, and oh. it was just a white screen. Uh, it was like before they weren't running the Coke ads or trivia stuff. This was years ago, Brian. Wow, disruly fucking patrons, children, <sighs> eight-year-olds, you know. dude. <laughs> Fucking eight-year-olds. Uh, did anybody uh, else find uh, Thomas and uh, McKenzie's voice 
to be a tad irritating in this? No, I loved her. Um, just a teeny bit, just a teeny <laughs> weensy bit. Like I-, I thought it stood out a little bit because no one else really speaks with that Hi. accent. Hey, Jerry. How you doing? I can't even do it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like yeah. It, it's it's she's she's very mousy, um, and then she very pursed lips and doesn't want to, you know. They're leaning into her particular accent very hard, and but the second viewing, I understood stood more what she was saying in some of the scenes. I didn't have any problems understanding her. I mean, if we're gonna nitpick, who's the other actress? What's the other one's name? Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah, her. Uh, I didn't enjoy a lot of her mannerisms. I feel like they worked, and I understood why she was playing it that way. But like, I just she kind of drove me a little nuts at the beginning. What do you mean her mannerisms? Yeah, like the way she moves, the way like her head tilts and her eyes, and it kind of looks like she's a cat about to pounce. Well, they kept the. This is interesting. They 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 kept the choreographer on staff the entire film, even after all the dance stuff, because they wanted everybody to have a certain way of movement to to help and and things change as they go and the way they move and i noticed that uh i actually i did notice that i noticed especially um with the anna what's her name anna Anna, whatever anna um (laughs) she i noticed her very specifically her movements changing um which is why i just i was very specific in the beginning i they irritated the shit out of me um (laughs) damn it sandy <laughs> and uh, as as she goes on, yeah, you can totally see uh, her her entire body movements changing. I th- I did think that was really cool, and I also thought with the the Thomason, the other the other actress, um, Ellie. Ellie, she had such I don't know I was every time she was like sitting somewhere she was like hunched over, and I was actually just so impressed with how she was sitting and behaving and moving. Um, even the way she like purses her lips when she gets irritated. I don't know. I was very impressed by a lot of that. Yeah. There's a look that she does on the train it, 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 that they pick up in like four, not even four seconds. It's like, she's looking at the window and she turns and she has this little, this little beat. I was like, ah, oh, it was great. It was a good moment. You know, it's just, just, she's leaving home, you know, she's going to do the thing. Speaking of leaving home and going to do the thing, I am mildly <laughs> disturbed by how many times she says, oh, I am seeing things and it's this girl being murdered and uh, I can't get away from it. And everyone's like, well, London is a little overwhelming if you're new to the city. Like, I don't think that's that, that's well, she's, <laughs> apparently she apparently she has the sight and everybody just happens to know it or doesn't give a fuck because grandma's like, oh, you, you seen you still seeing your ma, you know, uh. I, I thought that was fine. I, I don't want a goddamn explanation or a backstory. To, just drop me in and like, yeah, she's got powers, whatever. So does she have powers or, or, or yeah, are we she's just got overlooking like a, her, her psychosis? I think she's a little schizophrenic, but it doesn't matter. She can have powers too. That's cool. Wait, wait you, you think she's schizophrenic even though she did solve a murder at the end of the movie? Did she though? solve a murder? She thought Sandy was murdered and Sandy was not murdered. What? Sandy was the killer. All the fucking pimps and all the fucking guys that came to her apartment are fucking dead and buried under the fucking goddamn floor. She didn't exactly solve that. The lady confessed. There's a difference. And there's no, you know, it's all burned now. There's no evidence. Yeah. What? 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 That's not how, that's not how, that, no, what? That is not how forensics works in any way, shape, or form. No, it, there's a skeleton remains? <laughs> Wait, I, I don't know, man, because, like, she, 
How is that place not just like reeking, like just this funky? Well, that's what she said. You know, like during the summer, there's a there's a smell that comes up from the sink. Oh, holy shit! Oh, you didn't get that? Okay, I didn't get that. I just oh. did. Well, I was just th- I was just thinking ahead. You know, shitty plumbing. No, man. Her whole like when they spend so much time with the old lady showing her the apartment, I was like, you're bad. You're bad. I've seen so many fucking horror movies. You're bad. No way we're spending this much time on you, this old lady, being played by a fucking famous fucking English actress. There's no way this is an incident. It's just a, it's a blip. And no, that's bullshit. She, she was one of my favorite characters in uh, Game of Thrones. I haven't watched Game of Thrones until whenever she shows up. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, she's man. not in the first couple seasons. I know that. She's, uh, she's very manipulative, and she gets her fucking way. Like, like, just like everybody in that, you know, they, they're, they're all dark and evil and shit. They play the Game of Thrones? <laughs> As it were. Oh, what was the other thing? Oh, it was the barista next door with the garlic. That, yeah, that's, how, that's the other reason they were hiding the fact that you wouldn't be able to smell the bodies. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, garlic, uh, garlic covers up bodies. Yep. Is it? Is that? that And they don't have to worry about vampires either. Look, it's a double win, guys. It's London. You always have to worry about vampires. Well, the thing I have a question about (laughs) werewolves, really. I don't know. (laughs) Is it like powers, though? Because Sandy isn't, again, Sandy isn't. I thought she could only see dead people in the mirrors, but like Sandy is not dead. Yeah, she's got like a sixth sense, you know? Like, uh, it's, it's not just dead people. Like, she is transported to London in the 60s. It's not like she's just seeing dead people. Like, she has some kind of, like, psychic power that when she when she touches something, when she's in a, in a place, she can, I don't know, soak up and relive what happened there? I don't know. It's like that Christopher Reeve movie. Which? Forever in Time. Forever in Time. Somewhere in Time. Somewhere in Time, yeah. Is that what happens? He's, uh, he touches something and goes back in time. He go, he he goes in and sees that portrait of that of that woman, and he's like, "Fuck, she's beautiful." And he like reaches down and, and picks up a penny from that era, and it like zaps him into that time. That's not that's not a bad movie. That's a, that's a and then movie. later and later in the movie, he reaches in his pocket and he pulls out the penny, and he goes, "Oh shit, there's a penny," and it takes him back to his time, or some shit with a penny. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I couldn't remember the. Okay, so if that's the case, at the very end, she taps the mirror with Sandy in it. Yeah, and they switch places again. Do it's they? Gonna pull, it's going to pull Sandy into this world. I don't know. <laughs> why does she want to go back? She's already <laughs> seen how it ends. It's not pretty. Maybe so. it's just a boop. They don't have like a boop a dog on the nose. Like, she's yeah, like, that's, hey, I girl. interpreted it as a boop, but at the same time, <laughs> I was like, why are you risking that? Like, you shouldn't, I wouldn't touch her. Don't fuck with such things. Your life is perfect now. <laughs> well, it's not perfect. You saw her collection, but at the same time, it's better. <laughs> she's learning. She'd like to see, <laughs> I want to see your first uh, fashion show that you did at a fashion school. Did you? Didn't go to fashion school. (laughs) (laughs) I am self-taught. Thank you. It's probably the better way. Eh. Yeah. Otherwise, you would uh, end up with a roommate like Hurricane Jocasta. No, I know plenty of people like Jocasta. (laughs) (laughs) Man, she's like so insufferable. And like, you know, it's it's, she's so obvious, you know, everything she says at the beginning, which is good. It it sets up nice character. I actually like their their um, that first scene. It's a it's a little long. When they're getting, you know, they're getting to know you scene in the in the dorm room, 
but upon second viewing, I, re- I really did like that. It, it, it totally, it's, it's just, it's, it, it makes Ellie feel just completely like she, she feels like when she's going, she's, she's very hopeful, but then that's like the first like realization that fuck I'm in over my head. Yeah. It captures that, the you know, when you're going to college for the first time or I'm in the dorm room and I've, you know, I've never been, never lived outside of my parents' walls before. Right. You know, it, it is that nice fish out of water and, the alienating and how alone she is because she's never been to the big city and she's always lived out in the country. That but it sh- it sh- she does. Hurricane job. was also having the same thing though. You know, it's just it, she was just her coping mechanism was to be a total bitch and and then trying to one up. You know, like, was like, it like, or make, was she just always a yes. bitch? Well, yes, but no, no, no. no she no, was no, a little. Ins- she was very insecure. I mean, you can see that yeah. in the scene. Uh, at the party when she goes into the bathroom and she's like, oh my God, why would she do this? And then she like makes a rude remark. Like that's her coping mechanism is to cut other people down so that she feels better about herself. That's when she says we're in the the dead parents club or whatever. And then when, you know, she's always, she's one upping, but you could tell she's like, story you know, she's trying to, yeah, story top. <laughs> I haven't heard it called that, Brian, but I like that. <laughs> what, you never, you never heard story topping? I would say, I would say one upping. My, but, um, my parents died. And her, from what was it? What did her parents die of? Leukemia. Her mom died of leukemia. And she's like, yeah, my yeah. mom killed herself. And she's like, oh well, my my cousin Frank, you know, he killed himself too. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you're so brave. God, what a <laughs> you're so brave, fucking insufferable kind. Oh my god. No, but even worse. Okay, but like even worse are the little hang around the little girls who are just hanging around and the ones who are saying, oh my god, you're so brave to everything, you're so brave. everything. It's they're annoying. <laughs> They're pretty good. <laughs> oh, you're a hero, brave. That is nice. So <laughs> I like how they were still there at the end <laughs> when she was having her fashion show, and there's they're the first ones that she sees, and they're like, "You're so brave." <laughs> <laughs> Hell, she really is. She's still got her fan club. I understand why she sees ghosts. Okay, I get that because there are ghosts. You best believe, start believing. <laughs> you best be believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Yeah, so. Uh, Very nice. <laughs> Ellie Turner. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> uh, I just don't get the, I just don't get the Sandy thing. Is this like her, her vibe or, or were the ghosts showing her who Sandy is to, were they projecting all of that into her to, 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 to bring about what she is man why, why why do you why do you guys need this like really explained like well it, I, I guess at face value i wouldn't but i, I happen to be on a podcast <laughs> uh, where i have to think about these things well i mean it, <laughs> it, it just seems like everything makes sense and it fits to me like she she sees go it's like she has some kind of esp extra sensory perception of some kind like yeah she can see these spirits she can go back in time it didn't seem like she could it's not like she was changing the past even no. though like the ghost could touch her or the the past could touch her and affect her because she's got the hickey and everything like that but it didn't seem like she could change anything so i mean it, i don't know it just it, it makes sense it's not like she's actually time traveling i think she's being possessed right is she being possessed i don't know i think she's just witnessing uh... it because that's the thing i think that's a little confusing is is how she's interacting with the past. Because sometimes she is Anna Taylor-Joy's character, and then sometimes she's a reflection watching Anna Taylor-Joy, and then sometimes she's completely outside of the scene looking in. I don't know. It's very bizarre. 
I kind of got the impression, especially because she did have the hickey on her body, that like uh, Anna's spirit was like kicking her out occasionally. Um, and that was when she was watching it was when her spirit would like come into the body and like know this is what we're doing now. Because like it seems like she very much needed a body. It wasn't like she ghost. she wasn't just watching it in the mirrors, you know, like she was there doing it. And she, her spirit, um, got trapped in the mirror for a little while. When, wait, when was that? Like you talking about when she broke through and like grabbed her? Yeah. Yeah, but then she wakes up right then, though, right? Well, yeah. So yeah. when she yeah. touch was whenever she touches Anna, she wakes up. Or the night ends, because like the well, first time, yeah, just, yeah, she wakes up. She didn't even get to touch her that first night. She just like starts to go and reach for her, and then she turns around and it's daylight. That's kind of cool. How do you think they did that bed scene, Brian? Where they, you know, like the Freddy Krueger endless bed thing? No, I man, I don't know. I would assume they built something big like that. But. It's, it's just it's just so neat because you see when she gets in bed, she pulls the the sheet over, and you see that she's in the room, right? And it closes the room down, and it goes down, and it's seamless, and it just pulls back. It's, it's great. It's an excellent shot. Yeah, I, I would I would assume that most of that's practical, and they just added some stuff. I don't know, I don't know, because they did do that. They did, they did the, what was the Nightmare on Elm Street movie they did that in? Uh, it, that was uh, the one where she's eating the pills and she's going down into New Nightmare. The bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that was ninety four. So I mean, they were doing something very similar to that. This just looks it, this is cleaner. Just, yeah, it's way cleaner. I don't know, man. It, it's it's getting harder and harder these days to tell. Like, was this practically done? Or it was some digital trickery, some CGI thrown in on the shot. It's usually a little bit of both. Uh, are we at break here? I kind of need to watch the trailer and get another cup of coffee, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. All right. We're going to take a break real quick, and we're going to watch a trailer. Greg writes, Last Night in Soho. When you're alone. And life is making you lonely You can always go Downtown When you've got troubles All the noise and the hurry Seems to help, I know Downtown Just listen to the music Of the traffic in the city Sidewalks where the neon signs are pretty. How can you lose? The lights are much brighter there. You can forget all your troubles. Get all your care, so go downtown. Things will be great when you're downtown. No fun at place for sure.
We're back. That was the trailer for Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. God damn, that's the best trailer I've seen in a theater you, this you year. Say, you say that every movie, bro. <laughs> Do I say that every movie? You have a few times lately. Um, well, I will agree I, I with that I, because I, I, I saw this trailer in theaters and I was like, oh, I really want I'm going to watch this movie. And this is the only time I've ever done that. Like in theaters, I want to watch this movie. Is it a rule that in, in any marketing that has uh, Anna Taylor Joy, or uh, that it has breaking glass um, overlays? Yeah, I think it's in our contract. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What, what, right. what are we referencing? Split. Split. Yeah. Okay. Did that actually have breaking glass it, imagery in the oh, title, yeah. or just the poster? Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, I said in, yeah, it said in the marketing. Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> But no, I, I think this is like the best trailer of the year, like hands down. I think I think I've said a couple times on the on, on the podcast, like, oh, you guys got to see that last night in Soho trailer. The trailer's awesome. It's a pretty great trailer. One word of dialogue. It's like, do you believe in ghosts? I, like everything's communicated through visuals. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Like this movie. <laughs> this movie is really really pretty. It's shot extremely well. I even can we talk about when they do the ghost makeup for the Halloween party and oh yeah you know it runs because it's raining and she's crying and all of this stuff and that's totally not realistic but it was so pretty that I didn't even care I was like yeah you can just keep looking like that like yeah it beautiful makeup <laughs> she she looks like Robert Pattinson Batman <laughs> <laughs> she also it looks like um, that little girl Jenny, I think, from the first season or second, whenever from Gossip Girl, the little sister of one of the guys. She has the extremely blonde hair with this super dark makeup on. Yeah, sometimes when when she's like um, looking down and up a little bit, like like kind of like with her head down but looking up, she's got like young Kirsten Dunst going a little bit hmm. when she's blonde. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I was I was like, ah, weird. She goes through like visual changes a lot. Like at the beginning of the movie, she I mean like just there's a definite like look that that she goes like it feels like she matures through her looks throughout it. I I think it's really interesting. Yes, she does mature and she kind of figures out who she is and where she wants to go more than she did. But when she has the blonde hair during the middle part of the movie, it's so interesting because it's almost like it makes her like extremely neutral and she can kind of morph into anybody with that. And like people like start to um, think that she's somebody else and like she kind of loses who she is for a little bit. I think that's also when she like starts to like experiment with her clothing and she yeah, she's she's kind of she's figuring out who she is. But the blonde hair, I really feel like it's kind of a I don't know, it's very neutral for her. All right, the old coats like that cost like fucking three hundred and seventy-five goddamn pounds. Well, of course they do. If oh it's my a God. designer coat, yeah, um, they're probably more than that. Actually, I like how she like immediately buys that and like, oh, and I uh, will be going into job. <laughs> yeah, because you don't make three hundred seventy-five pounds, which is what five six hundred dollars. You don't make that in a week at a fucking bar working part time as a student. Yeah, with their one customer, Terrence Stamp, coming in there. He's like the <laughs> only person you see down in that bar. But oh, I will say, the shows up there. Oh yeah, I will say, um, kind of on, I guess Sandy's outfits, the pink dress 
Um, it, I thought worked so well in this movie and it's not something that I would particularly enjoy otherwise, but they somehow made it look very modern, even though it's extremely sixties, like the rest of her outfits, I think are extremely sixties and they're very dated, but this one, the pink dress kind of transcends and can be more modern. Same with the white latex raincoat. I <laughs> would never have in a million years have imagined that it would look as great as it did on both characters in this movie. I enjoyed she's it a wearing lot. That lace, that lace turtleneck. Yeah, the black. The, oh, with the white too. She wears black oh, and white. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy shit, that, that white turtleneck, that that look uh, with everything there. I was like, man, that's, that's really excellent. It was outstanding. I absolutely loved it. Um, and I will say also just as a side note, there was a thread on Twitter, people making fun of like, why do black men have to wear beanie? in every single movie and they can add this movie to the list because that guy wears his little beanie in every almost every single shot it's not red it's brown but i don't know i, I never noticed that is that a thing apparently it is a thing i noticed it in um the Candyman movie we talked about his beanie in that and apparently it's a thing yes because i didn't believe it and i clicked on the twitter thread to see and it's like a bunch of movies yes yes it's a thing apparently Maybe, maybe you have to like hit a movie star level and be a black guy and then they're like oh oh, oh bro you don't have to do the, the the beanie you're good you're good you're an A-lister now Denzel <laughs> Will Smith it's okay you don't have to you, you don't have to dress it. like you don't have to dress like a woman or wear a beanie yeah. <laughs> I, I saw people giving the the director screenwriter I saw him giving shit just be, critics and audience members the black guy is very, he's a, he's pretty much the movie's damsel in distress. You know, he's very one dimensional. He's a throwaway character. I just don't understand that. It's like, he's a dude in a horror movie. Like, yeah, he just cast a black guy. Who cares? It's, I don't know. It's on brand. It's tropey as fuck. Dudes don't matter in horror films, man. <laughs> well, I was, I was seeing some stuff. People were complaining because, you know, they put, they put him in that situation where he could, he looks like he's raping her. Okay. But I think that's the whole point of the scene though. Yeah. You're supposed to feel no, that it, way. It, 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 yeah, it did. It didn't, it didn't bug me at all. I mean, I like, I, because the whole time I'm watching it, I'm going, oh shit. Oh shit. You it know, adds like, to like the you, danger you, of the you scene. see, yeah, you see where it's going. You know, so yeah, no, I think I think it was great, and, espe only... and especially the the makeup that they're wearing there and all that that's going on. And so when you think of her like looking at him, he looks a little bit ghostly and fucked up himself, anyways. So I think that that even adds to it. I agree. The makeup is uh, perfect in that scene, and yes, it adds to the creepiness level and the danger level because they all look they both look very scary <laughs> <laughs> he's just so like he's bewildered he's like what the fuck is going on ellie what, what are you looking at like the only thing is that like, i would have i mean i don't know like i've never been in that situation but i feel like i would need to have like some sort of conversation <laughs> all right look well i think she was trying to and she was just like flipping out and then here here's the lady downstairs i'm calling the police and he's like oh my no, god no i mean i mean like clipped. after after when he bleeding. escaped with his life somehow I mean, I wouldn't oh. just walk up and be like, hey, Ellie. <laughs> oh, especially. <laughs> Try that <yeah>. again. <laughs> well, they do that all the time with Eloise. Like, they just, like, she will do some fucked up shit and they just kind of excuse it. Like, the scissors thing, like, that's in the school library. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody witnessed that. How, that's just like, 
it's never addressed. I don't know. I, I guess the movie's like, well, you know, it's not really important. But. You know, Ellie, you know, she's she's a little crazy. But that's the whole thing with Ellie's, you know, having her sight. What is it? A psychotic break from reality. And everyone's like, oh, but London is just just overwhelming for some people. Maybe you should move back home. Like, that's not like she needs medication. Well, you know, when you see dead people. You get weird. <laughs> just ask and I mean, even not, I actually kind of enjoyed how the grandma was just like, oh, yeah, you know, do you, we know that you see dead people. Like, let's just, you know, just remember to ask for help if you need it. And she doesn't <laughs> even do that. She doesn't even ask for help. She has all the support in the world. And she's like, just kind of keep it to herself. Because she doesn't want to disappoint her grand. I don't think her grand would be disappointed if she asked for help. Yeah, I think grand would have been like, it's OK, baby. You just come back home. Just come like, I think Gran would be more disappointed if she stabbed Jocasta in the face. I don't know. Yeah. Then Gran's going to be sad. Jocasta. <laughs> Is that her name? Did I mess no, up no, her name? Totally no, no, no. That's oh. totally her name. Yeah. <laughs> it's so oh, ridiculous. Yeah. That's just God damn. Fucking Edgar Wright, man. You know, poor John. He, he he stuck with her after the whole thing. He gets fucking stabbed in the chest. It's <laughs> like bleeding out. Oh, dude, I thought that motherfucker was gone, bro. I was like, oh, you're a dude and you're black. Final act. You're out of here. No, no, no. This is a working title film, bro. You got to have that scene at the end where everybody's, you know, coming together. The well, Hallmark moment. Yeah. And she actually gets to save him at the end, too. I, I like that. Yeah. I thought that all worked well. Did you not like the Hallmark ending? No, 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 no. I think it was fine. Uh, I, I, I think it wrapped it up very nicely. It's, it's like you know, it's like it's like the wrap up at the end of Home Alone. It wouldn't be the same movie without it. Just the, the most disappointing part of that scene is her is her work. But it, 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 it's 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 on it's on brand because you know she's 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 still learning. You know, like go, go to like a forty eight hour film festival and watch all those terrible fucking films. Yeah, the sh- the cream's gonna rise to the top. <laughs> it's, okay. it's gonna be spoiled, but it's, it's still gonna be there. <laughs> The only thing I have to say about her first collection is that I can't believe she got into like a, the London School of Fashion or whatever it is because they make it sound like a really big deal, and then that like it should, that I feel letter? like it should be higher quality. Is that the letter they got they got burned up? Remember she's like they're like you got you got a letter and, and and you know right before she poisons her, she's like you got a letter and then she doesn't open it and then we never find out what that is. Yeah, we never do. Yeah, it doesn't even say who it's why, from, why, I don't think. Yeah, it doesn't, which is weird. Why? Well, no, it's just to, it's just for her to get the mail so she can see that the the name. Okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah, because we never get uh, Sandy's last name. Anna Taylor's Joy's character, we, know, we never get her last name. We just know her as Sandy the entire movie. And then uh, I forget what. Was they call her Alex. Alex is, yes. what the, is what the police guy calls her is Alex. And Wait. then you're, like, you know, you, you're, and you're thinking a dude. You know, and so you try to figure out who the fuck Alex is. No, 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 because there's that whole scene with with the cop or that whole montage scene when the guy when, you know, that's a lovely name. And she goes, I'm Alex. I'm Alexandra. I'm, I'm Alexi. And she has oh, okay, renamed yeah. herself. That's a lovely name. That is a good montage. Oh, oh I love that montage. Name. Yeah. Oh, and to point out which one's Nick Frost. Uh, she's the one. He's the one who's like, oh, it's a lovely name. And she laughs. That's him. Okay, yeah, I think that is the dude with the mustache. He, he gets it like fuck. He gets that knife like right in his throat. Oh, right, right, no, Into right the in the brain. throat. Yeah, I was just, she's like vicious, man, like slashing cheeks and stabbing foreheads and like going in for necks. Mm. Let, let's let's talk about this in reveal. I think so, it rubs some people the wrong way that the the movie's victim 
for the first hour and a half or so turns out to be the villain of the piece. How'd that sit with you guys? Seems pretty standard to me. I thought, I thought it was pretty great. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. I was for it, man. I was like, all right. Hell yeah. Yeah. I didn't have any complaints. No. I mean, what? Did they just want to see a dead girl on screen? Like, what the hell? Well, I think that, you know, a lot of people are saying this, like, you know, I, we're identifying with her, like, and then these ghosts are coming back asking for help. Like, even if she did murder all them, who gives a fuck? Fuck them. Um, but I think the movie kind no, of I like has her its moment. cake and eats it, too, you know, about that. It does. It does. There's a moment where, where you know, uh, the old lady, uh, she's like, I, I, I didn't ask for this. And, and, and then, and, you know, and then Ellie's like, I know. And then she's like, she's she's justifying what she did. She's like, these they were all bad people. And she's like, I know, I I get it. I get why you did what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, which which I thought I thought that was a really cool moment. I, I, you know, that was a it 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 showed a really cool part of her character, which was neat. I agree. I think um, what a lot of people don't really realize, and I actually thought it was kind of empowering in this movie, um, is a lot of times victims can turn out to be just as bad as the people who hurt them. And it's all um, inadvertent. Like, okay, Ellie was like very like, or Ellie, um, Sandy was very much killing them, but like um, it's, I think it's pretty, (laughs) it's usually an accident and they don't end up, they don't want to be bad people. They're just trying to do good, but they've been so fucked up that this is how they do good now. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah. Well, and also like Sandy, and um Dexter was always fucked up, right? Yeah, I think Dexter was actually kind of fucked. Yeah, I don't know. Was he fucked up know. from a child? Right? He he saw he you know, he saw his mother get killed and Oh, okay. All right. All right. But yeah. Full of blood. I loved how uh, Ellie was like I know that they're bad and I know that you were just trying. But like that doesn't like necessarily excuse her. I mean, it's just like it's just you have to have compassion for everyone's humanity, which is what is happening in that scene, which I absolutely loved. Mhm. And I also do kind of, I mean, I don't know, should these men like suffer in her floorboards for eternity? I don't, I don't think so. But they're all free now because they wanted her to die so they could be free, right? Like that's what happened. I mean, yeah, it was kind of like everybody got the best ending I guess they could have. Although I didn't, you know, well, she said she didn't want to go to prison. So she's like, you know, I'm going to stay in the house and burn to death. Sure. Sounds pretty terrible. Uh, I I actually, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was nice. Um, I love the imagery of it. Yeah. I like humanizing the old lady. I like I, li- I love the turn, and I love how that shot when she's sitting uh, there on opposite ends of the couch, and they're they're talking to, or, or across from the table, and they're talking, and she's just like, yeah. So like, uh, some police came by, and I'm gonna have to kill you now, darling girl. <laughs> oh man, it was just it was, oh yeah, that was so vicious, right? Yeah. And then like yeah. a couple scenes later, she's like she goes back to being a sweet old lady and like asking for forgiveness and. We're, we talk about tone, and that is a tonal shift, and I totally bought it and enjoyed every second of it. Oh, yeah. Wait, when does she ask for forgiveness? Well, I mean, like, at the end. I mean, I guess she's not asking for forgiveness, per se, but she's looking for she's, sympathy she, and trying to, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And she okay. lets her go. She's like, go, you know, go uh, go help the boy and, you know. Well, she tried really hard, to be fair. She, she old lady tried, okay? <laughs> I, look, for I know, an old man, lady, that was stairs? intense. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, her coming up those stairs. Oh, that was a good moment when it gets all, like, uh, she's, like, hallucinating and she sees, uh, I know, Taylor Joy, the old lady, shifts to the young version of her. Yeah. That is and so cool. And the score right there is real psycho. Oh, yeah. 
it's very psycho uh, with the, especially with the blade and then she's holding it up like that like it, it's really really cool I was surprised at how much I enjoyed the 60s soundtrack so much so that I actually kind of thought this was a period piece I didn't realize it until a few minutes in that it was 2021 oh when she has the headphones on same here yeah uh and on that when sandy sings downtown i was actually really impressed with her little audition that's actually her yeah is that actually her I, i thought that was really great she did a she did a fantastic job I, I hesitate to say I love it because I, I'd probably give it shit in any other fucking movie, but that little montage where she's running from the ghost and they 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 bust into um what what is what is the fucking song? There's always something there to remind me. So good, so good. <laughs> Who would have thought that would have worked, dude? I like the the what was the scene where they did the rendition of "Got My Mind Set on You"? Oh yeah. But it was it was but it's you know it's not the George Harrison version it's uh you know it's it's another uh, like all all the covers in this are all they're slower and they're you know they're spooky. <laughs> yeah, everything is very spooky Everything's in this. Sp- super spooky. <laughs> but but I love it. I it makes me want to get the get the soundtrack, especially all the needle drops at the beginning. Uh those are some cool songs. I I like it when they take the needle drops and the score and combine them. Though that that is that's fucking dope. That's cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What'd you think of uh, Matt Smith there, Brian? You know, he's a dude in a horror movie. You know, he's barely in the film. <laughs> no, I liked him in this. No, man, I thought he was charming, and then when he became bad, like he he plays he plays a dark character really well. He like, does. He, like yeah. I really wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt too. I was like, wait, he's not really doing that. Hold on. <laughs> I would have liked to see more of him once he became a dick in like full pimp abuse mode. Like I, I wanted Dude, to see that more. When mm. she goes in and she sits down and the record player starts itself and then he busts in the room. Yes. That is so fucking awesome. <laughs> oh man. And, and the way that they, they, they pull her screams into the scenes where she's like, don't touch me. And then it like echoes out and then it cuts in and there's Sandy just standing there just blank. You know, as you feel Ellie's scream like carry off into the distance as she basically put back into that, that whole moment. And then, and then it cuts and then like, you know, then doctor, the doctor comes over again and he's all (laughs) get your ass over here. Anyways. I mean, I forgot about, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of good sound work in the, uh, in the flashback stuff. Oh, it's crazy. People are talking and yeah. Like these tones, there's like these like these like these resonance and stuff that build that carry through things. Yeah, it's 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 good stuff. Yeah, and the score is really cool at times. Like these really interesting tones. I am a little surprised. Uh, this movie costs forty. Uh, I'm not surprised by the budget. Uh, it, its budget was forty three million. But I am surprised about the the box office um, here in the states and worldwide. This movie's not doing very good. Uh, it's made nine point four million domestically in the U.S. and then worldwide, including the U.S., it's made sixteen point eight. Mm. That's not even half. We're not even at half the the per, per production budget yet. It's I don't know what's going on. This is uh, it looks like it's going to be Edgar Wright's lowest grossing film of his entire career. Which is wild because it's probably his best movie, one of his best movies. I don't know. It's it's different than all the comedy stuff. I mean, I think the only one I would is 
put in the same category of this is Scott Pilgrim. Maybe Shaun of the Dead. I, I got a lot of love. For, you know, yeah, know Baby Driver has, has a lot of the complicated camera stuff like he's doing here. Yeah, yeah, it does. But the story in that is kind of doo-doo. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, I didn't buy that relationship at all. Like, I bought all these relationships. No. The the baby and his girlfriend, waitress. Yeah, yeah, that was all too, you know, out of nowhere. I Yeah, I, I wouldn't call Baby Driver his best movie. Maybe, like, technically, I'll give you that. But Editing and timing in that one's really neat. He always does cool shit with fucking music, man. You know, he always does a little yeah. cool thing. All right, I feel like we're, we're at ratings here. I feel like it, man. Who's going first? Somebody rate this thing. You guys suck. Um, Really long silence. I guess I'll go first. I haven't brought it up in the podcast, so I guess I'll go ahead and throw it out. Uh, it's got some nice Jallo influences. Colorful Italian slashers with supernatural elements set in london and i i like that genre i like horror movies this is beautiful the story the acting everything works here i liked her the lighting outside of her apartment that you know that uh, outside the window with the bistro sign where it was like uh what was it oh, blue white cool and that? red and the sound of that too that that, yes. that, that cues in that play, sounds sound in this movie is really excellent. Yeah, I noticed for uh, at the very beginning there was like, kind of a lot of ASMR stuff going on, which I really enjoyed. But yeah, um, it's solid ten. Uh, I think this is probably Edgar Wright's best movie outside of Scott Pilgrim. I don't know. I I like horror movies more than comedies, so I'd probably say this is his best film. I I, I agree with you. Who's going next, Brian? I'm also going to give it a ten. I'm just going to tell you right off. Uh, it. I found this movie extremely in, enjoyable. Uh, it gives you everything that an Edgar Wright fan would love, uh, especially all of his crazy camera moves and, and editing, even the fast little cuts. There's, you know, he, he did his one little nod to his older styles when she's like packing the records and just doing that like little kind of like, but it's slower. It's like rep, repeti- repetition punch in, like, ka, 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 you know. <laughs> but but it, it was slow like that instead of going, da, 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 which is what he would do before. You know what I mean? You know, they're, 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 his his signatures are all over it, and his eye. He, like he he knows how to build a scene. He knows how to, he knows how to tell a movie visually, and like that's that's the ultimate essence of filmmaking. And this just feels like you know he's actually he, he's at the top of his game, making really really interesting stuff. And all the all the performances are really cool, especially all the practical effects, doing all the the mirror work and and everything. I don't know. It's just a it's a really badass movie, and I've seen it. I don't really go to the movies that often to see things multiple times, but I would go see this one again. You did go see this one again, right? No, I mean, I've seen it twice in the theater, and I, w- oh, I would go see it again. You're saying you would go for a third time, baby. You're going for I, thirds, I would go, fourths. I would go in for the third dip. You better hurry up. It's We're literally down to, like, I think uh, well, 10 a.m. or 10 uh, p.m. showtimes only now. Yeah, well, it's going to be on VOD soon, so I'll watch it again. Got to see it on that big screen, baby. <laughs> it's the right way for a right film. Mm. All right, uh, Kristen. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> You're welcome, son. <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie um, so much. Uh, everything from the, you know, costume, the production design, and makeup, hair, all of it, all of it, uh, music, even. But what I really loved, I think, was a lot of the surreal elements and how um, she was living in this kind of like a dream world. And then, you know, a nightmare. And 
Well, yeah, that's, that's the hand shooting hands. But that was actually one of the things that I didn't like was all the hands shooting out and they're like grabbing at her. And then as soon as she realized they're asking for help, the hands change. I don't know. I kind of didn't like that. That uh, What they change into? No, they didn't change. They just stopped trying to like choke her and they were just like oh yeah hi hi and like patting her and i was like you can't do that you can't yeah because they but they 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 had trapped her multiple times think of the library when they all were like were surrounding why didn't they say something they they were just like you know just doing all that they didn't have a telephone dude Gosh, come on, guys. Didn't you see them? They had to pick up the telephone in order to... Well, you know, the telephone well, is only for emergencies. The second they picked up the <laughs> telephone, everyone paused, and then they could suddenly talk, and they were like, help us, help us. Like, why didn't you do that before, at any point before? I just killed Brian. He's going to be okay. <laughs> He's fine. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only part that I didn't really like, and... But I would totally watch this again. I really enjoyed it. I almost want to buy this movie. Yeah. So I guess I'll give it a 10. Uh, this is the first, first time since Bond this has happened? I don't know. Is it? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a 10 every week, Brian. Next week, we're going to watch Chocolat. <laughs> I'd watch that. Also a 10. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn, that's a 10, bro. That's a good movie. I, yeah, I'll watch that. You can make a chick flick out getting excited about the damn right. That's a ten. Have you seen Sabrina? But uh, which one? Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, I don't like that one. You as like much. that one? I like the Humphrey Bogart mm-hmm. one better. Yeah, of course you would. Yeah, it's funnier. And Greg Kinnear's weird in that movie. Like he's supposed to be the dick <laughs> brother, and I just don't buy it every once. I'm like, you look too nice. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, nice face. You're that nice neighbor, the nice gay painting neighbor from the as good as it gets. Don't give me that shit that you're a he's woman. A, he's excellent in that. Yeah, right. Uh, so I guess with that, uh, you've been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. You want to get in touch with us? You can send us an email to the Movie Crew at gmail.com. That's the Movie Crew. Crew spelled C R E W E. Extra. God damn it! You know the fucking email address. Yeah. You can find us on <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can they find you? Brian, they can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate, on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. Kristen? You can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene, and that's Kristen with a K and an I. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits, and uh, we are going to close out the show tonight with, uh, I think we're going to do, uh, there's always something there to remind me, parentheses, Soho version, and this is from Sandy Shaw. And Stephen Price. Oh, wait. Do we want to? Sorry. No, go ahead. What? Did you guys, um, how did you guys feel about the end credits and the, the cut, the scenes that were cut interspersed in the end credits? I, all I could think about during that shit was what did it cost? Yeah, that, that's to literally shoot these what plates. he said. He was, was, was looking <laughs> over like, why would, why, there's so much money. So, look, okay. at, look at all that money. <laughs> there's all this money on the screen, but they were not color graded. I saw that in today when I watched it. Okay, so I was reading that um, they went out and did those during quarantine when there was no one out on the streets. And so they were, again, showing, like, the ghosts of Soho and how it's evolved again, which I thought that explanation was kind of cool. I kind of hated how they did it. Okay, I was wondering wondering how they they emptied these streets because just cost-effectively. That's amazing because some of them you see some cars and, and you might see a person, but most of it they're fucking, like, vacant 
And I was like, this is expensive. But apparently <laughs> it wasn't. They, did, they, they, they took advantage of a situation, and, and that's, uh, yet again, being a badass filmmaker. Keep it under budget. <laughs> God damn it, right? Oh, all right, I'm going to stop this shit. All right. What? Do you have something else? I was just reading the tomato meter. 75% tomato meter. 89% audience score. The critics' consensus, although it struggles to maintain its thrilling early momentum, Last Night in Soho shows flashes of Edgar Wright at his most stylish and ambitious. Yeah, I just don't think critics like horror movies. I think they like the first half because it's not a fucking <laughs> horror movie. And then when it turns into a horror movie, they're like, ah, but, but Edgar Wright? Well, I thought this was going to be a musical, you asshole. I really like From Dusk Till Dawn until fucking the vampires showed up. Well, yeah, I feel that way sometimes, too. <laughs> this is better, though. Yeah. I walk along the city streets you used to walk along with me And every step I take recalls how much in love we used to be Oh, how can I forget you when there is always something there to remind me always something there to remind me I was born to love you and I will never be free you'll always be a part of me oh, oh, oh. 